This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. Hello, this message is for all the mommies and daddies and aunties and uncles out there. I'm sure you usually listen to this with your kids because it's super educational. But make sure they're not in uh, earshot this time. There's some truly devastating things we talk about in the final segment that no child should ever have to hear. Bye. I mean, enjoy the show. I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. This is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! It's like a reflect... I, I I'm too drunk to talk about it now, but it's like reflexive. <laughs> and this is another thing that gets on my nerves, and it's super specific. Oh my god. Like putting that lubrication on, like, listen, we're about to go from text to a link. A grammar show with a drinking problem. Hi! Hello! Welcome to Drink, Drank, Drunk. I'm Morgan. And I'm Linda. We're going to talk about words and stuff and conversation and how we talk today and, you know, a little grammar. Yeah, it's all about communication, man. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do it while we drink. Which is the best part. Yep. Today we're drinking red wine and it had a really cool top. Yeah, no, um, it wasn't like a twist top. I don't it wasn't even know a cork. You, it wasn't. It a had cork. like it's like an in between, like, like a zip tie or something. <laughs> it was awesome because no, no, uh, what you might call it required. Yeah, corkscrew, corkscrew. God, <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> no corkscrew required, but it looks fancier than a twist top. Yeah, it does look fancy. I don't care about feeling fancy when I drink, though. I know. Speaking of fanciness, while you drink, let's talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> understand the segue but okay (laughs) all right (laughs) cheers to that cheers um so well this is fancy because it's based on a study from carnegie mellon university oh fancy fancy fancy. um from my hometown of pittsburgh pennsylvania what what yep holla so the folks at carnegie mellon university's language technologies institute put out a study and I feel like usually when this happens like nobody notices or cares right (laughs) as per usual they're probably super excited because this study's been picked up by a lot of national publications oh my god they're nerding out right now um and the one that (laughs) I saw it on was Washington Post which Mm. I'm now partial to because Linda said she follows their like copy editor on Twitter or something like that yeah he's the best (laughs) (laughs) so I picked (laughs) that particular story to read. So the study was on presidential candidates and how they speak and it was a readability analysis. And when they did this study, they were considering five candidates who were still in the running, which was Trump, Cruz, Rubio, Clinton and Sanders. And as we all know, Rubio is no more and who knows by the time you listen to this, we might be living in a a Trump Clinton, America. Wow. Who knows? You just never know what's going to happen. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll be vice president. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. I hope you can still make time for podcasting, though. Totally. Okay. That'll be like my number one platform. (laughs) (laughs) All Americans need a smartphone with a podcasting app. Yeah. And to subscribe to Drink, Drink, Drunk. So 
what happened was most candidates use words and grammars typical of students in grades six through eight, which I guess, even though that sounds low, is pretty common and a good a, a good way to talk. Um, and An equalizer. A, yeah. And it's readability and understandability and whatever, whatever. Um, Donald Trump tends to lag behind the others. You might be surprised. <laughs> But somebody who is like, women are fat, ugly pigs. Like, that's not what you learn in AP English. Um, So the part that I thought was really interesting was that they also studied or analyzed how people changed the way they talk based on who they were talking to. And the only two people who really did that was Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. They showed, or not that the only two, but they showed the greatest variation. Mm -hmm. So meaning that they might be working harder than the others in tailoring their speeches to particular audiences, Mm -hmm. which I found interesting because I feel like people might suspect that of Hillary and maybe not suspect that of Trump, but he's smarter than he Than he talks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's um, definitely an interesting sort of tactic that's so purposeful but mm-hmm. maybe, you know, their audiences don't notice it, but it's suddenly you're in, you know, when when Hillary Clinton's in New York City right. talking, it's very different than when she's in Iowa, Iowa, somewhere. Yeah. Not saying any, not, I'm not making judgments on any of those people, but no, maybe Hillary is and maybe Donald Trump is. Yeah, that's true. Maybe if you're, you're changing your, so does it say specifically like what they're changing? It. It's not like... Um, So what they studied was the average sentence length, the average number number of syllables per word. So that's... So basically, if you're talking in short, simple sentences using short, simple words, you have a better readability. And that's what they're adjusting based... Maybe based on their audiences. I wonder if Trump and Clinton are aware that they're doing this. Like, I know it's it's purposeful... But like maybe it's their speechwriters and their oh yeah totally Could and be. their you know campaign managers and stuff that are doing this maybe they don't even realize yeah that this was you know happening while while they were giving speeches because it's probably so similar to every other speech they give yeah and it's just slight variation so they don't even know that that's happening it's maybe possible. they were just as surprised as the researchers. When yeah. when this all came out, <laughs> <laughs> when they rolled out of bed and read their Carnegie Mellon University study, um, so they didn't just study these five candidates. They also to make it to give a better benchmark. They studied candidates from that were presidents from the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so believe it or not, your boy Abraham Lincoln was way up there, <laughs> specifically Gettysburg Address, oh, which you know it's. It, it's a high bar, but yeah. the grammar was well above the 10th grade level. And uh, that's one of the highest like speeches that we have to compare it to. And he's a smart guy with good reason. It was pretty important what was being said. Yeah, I didn't want to dumb it down. <laughs> um, and plus only the saying? elites were agreeing with him, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bernie Sanders goes all the way up to a 10th grade level at times. He's the highest of everybody. He's not consistently at 10th grade, but he gets up there. What a socialist. Uh, <laughs> I think it's... I Is that like, the opposite of socialism? Shouldn't he be uh, speaking for everyone to understand? 
Yes. Okay. I think it might be the long sentences. Like, I feel like he's a bit rambly sometimes. Yeah. He's very preachy. Yeah. So that might be part of it. Yeah. But I love Abraham Lincoln, so I don't know. I'm kind of making fun of Bernie, but I really mean Another thing that might surprise you, George W. Bush scored the lowest of everyone at a fifth grade level. Well, you know, it was all the coke. (laughs) (laughs) And what I found interesting about that was... George Bush had an Ivy League education and Abraham Lincoln probably like dropped out in third grade. Oh, he totally did. I think, oh God, I wish I knew this. It's something super, it might not be third grade, but it's really low. It's really low. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, But he was so smart. He like educated himself in his little log cabin and while his mother was going insane or something, it was great. Mary Todd. She well, was that there. was his wife. Yeah, <laughs> she was there. She was there while he's making all those smart speeches. Yeah, going crazy, giving him back rubs. Yeah, being supportive, burying her children. R.I.P. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to bring us down. History man. Well, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I adjust my speech based on who I'm talking to ever. I also don't have I a think very I do. wide audience. Well, you have a four-year-old, so I. If, oh, I wasn't even thinking of her. <laughs> I do adjust my accent sometimes, but by accident. Um, mm. Oh, same. When I go to the South, I definitely like take on a Southern accent. And I probably sound uh, insulting, but I don't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, definitely, I, I get it while I'm down there. My mom is the worst at this. And I know that she'll listen to this because she loves me. But um, she, and I think she knows she has this problem where she just adopts an accent or a dialect really quickly. <laughs> uh, and, um, well, it looks like I have that problem too, especially for Southerners though. Like yeah. I'm it, all I have to do. It's not even like I have to be there before I went to Nashville. I called a couple <laughs> restaurants. I called a couple restaurants to make reservations. And as I was talking to them to make the reservation, I'd be like, well, yeah, we're going to need a table for four. That would be great. Thank you so much. Like, you know, <laughs> it was sort of embarrassing. Oh man. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, but I love a Southern accent. Well, we will close out our politician talk, and I think we should talk more about accents. Okay. But what the Washington Post pointed out which in their closing statement, which was hilarious, was that maybe it is all calculated, and it's not accidental, because as Trump has told us all, that he loves the poorly educated. That's a good point. I wonder if Bill Walsh copy edited this article probably so we sort of touched on accents there but um mm-hmm. i was listening to another podcast Ooh, what another podcast no such thing none of our listeners should do that they should only listen to ours but <laughs> i will give props to out on the lanai Ooh, what's that? A Golden Girls podcast. Oh my gosh, you're such a fangirl. I am. So it's a great podcast um, that follows, uh, each episode is about an episode of the Golden Girls. um, And they talk about in one of their episodes that in the first episode of Golden Girls, Blanche Devereaux, Mm -hmm. played by Rue McClanahan, did not have her, her signature Southern accent. Oh my gosh. And they Say sort of so. Is that her real voice? Like she's really southern. <sighs> You're really putting me on the spot. I think mm. she is, though. Let's just say she is. I think she is. Um, so she really wanted to do, according to Out on the Lanai, mm-hmm. 
source, Adam and I, um, Golden Girls experts. <laughs> yes. They said that uh, Rue McClanahan really wanted to do the Southern accent for Blanche, and the director, someone was really against it and didn't want her to. That's and bullcocky. Yeah, the argument apparently only lasted for, or the director's uh, opinion only held out for one episode because then she goes into her Southern Bill sound uh, starting in the second episode. But That's they like sort her of said, signature. It's her signature. So they their point was, can you imagine Blanche without that accent? So mm-hmm. would that have been a completely different character in our minds? Um, yeah. Without? So, like, <sighs> what do accents make you feel about people? Like, Yeah, that would have been weird. Like, um, sh- I feel like the sauciness would have come across, like, so much more strongly. I don't... Right, maybe like it, the, like, it was like tempered it by yeah. that like sweet southern voice. Right. <laughs> like, that's a good point. I don't. I feel like when you say something southern, it like takes the edge off. And like they're so famous for that too, like being like, "Oh, bless her heart." Yeah, like, like those underhanded insults that like actually are meant it, to right. Hurt. And it also makes her a little like more high class in her yeah debauchery. You know what I mean? Yeah, that it's yeah. Like, Oh, honey, like, I don't know. I can't even do it right now. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But yeah, that would, that would have been totally different. But it's like, you know, sort of thought about other people that, you know, other people who you would think of differently, if they didn't have the accent that they do, you know, sometimes I try to, I try to diminish my Philly (laughs) accent if I can. I remember specifically... Tell everybody how you say W-A-T-E-R. No, stop it. Say it. Water. In an earlier episode, <laughs> I forget what we were even talking about, but in an earlier episode, I remember being like, say it water, say it water. And I think I did. And I was like, when the water, and when I re-listened to it, I was like, I'm totally trying not to sound like I'm <laughs> from Philly right now. And it sounds so weird to me, but probably to everyone else who listened, it didn't. Oh, man. Yeah. I, uh. I don't really have a Pittsburgh accent. Sometimes when I drink, it comes out, especially if I'm hanging out with people from Pittsburgh. Right, yeah. Then we all just start to talk like trash bags. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Um, well, I was thinking of, you know, like Hugh Grant, like who's this like, mm-hmm. oh, so bumbling and cute and whatever. But like, right. really, just like he a, would this just like be... charming, affable goof. Like, yeah. Yeah. But if he didn't have a British accent, he would just, <laughs> just kind be like, of be a dick. Like so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> he would be like John Mayer kind of, but without songs. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And without the height, I think that's like, oh, yeah. Uh, that I don't really have a John Mayer problem, but sometimes like when I see a picture of him, cause he's very handsome. I yeah. see a picture of him and then like, I realize that he's six foot three. I'm like, Oh, oh, I think I like him, but I don't cause I know he's a dick. Right. But I'm a heightist and it influences me sometimes. That's okay. Well, our, our Hugh Grant's accent, accent yeah. influences the world, the whole world. I feel like people are getting over Hugh Grant and I also feel like like 60 now yeah (laughs) yeah but it's so funny because that doesn't happen for men a lot but I feel like it's happening to him yeah British men age kind of weird not all of them they get like scraggly 
Yeah, they get like <laughs> droopier. Maybe they don't don't do as much um cosmetic surgery as American men. Interesting. Cause or at least American celebrity men, famous men. Because they totally do it. And tangent, it frustrates me because they obviously all do it and they obviously all have plugs and they obviously all dye their hair because not all sixty year old like hot guy like is has a full head of gorgeous hair and it's just not talked about and people don't like write magazine articles about it and people don't like put them on the cover being like, <gasps> like yeah george clooney has fillers like nobody cares which is great i don't think anybody should care but then at, at the jennifer side, aniston nobody should care that women do head it. like suddenly looks a little tighter than it did last week it's like all people over every ma- magazine bananas and i'm like yeah. i'm like it just bothers me it's obviously every single one of those men if they don't have a full set of plugs, they have a couple in there because it looks great and their hair looks great and they make money on their hair and they should. And like mm-hmm. the only one who doesn't is Bruce Willis and Jason Stayham or however you say his name, that hot action star with the bald head. Um, whatever. Total tangent. But I like that you introduced tangents with tangent, though. <laughs> I almost missed the word because it was sort of in the middle of a sentence. And I was like, all right, I'm tangent. ready. I was ready for it. I was ready for it. Yeah, so I'm like a good. GPS. <laughs> we're going to turn right. We're going to turn left. We're going to get back on the course. Yeah. So we're talking about celebrities with accents. We're talking about Hugh Grant. Oh, okay. So this isn't an accent, but this is a way that a person speaks, which I can't even mimic properly. So I just hope you know what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And I just feel like her deep voice and she like speaks slowly and purposefully mm-hmm. and it leads it lends this like notion of credibility like we're able to be like oh you're not a weirdo <laughs> like yeah and all, all, all of her actions and everything she's done also lends this credibility but it's just like she has this serious deep tone when she speaks yeah you can't imagine her like making a joke about like no and she just always crude yeah she just seems <laughs> she just seems so serious and most of these days what she talks about is super serious and she's talking about refugees and she's talking about the un and she's talking about all this stuff and it's mm-hmm. um it's like you couldn't imagine i'm trying to think of like another woman that you would like like even like a reese witherspoon it would be like i'm sure she would do a decent job but she doesn't have right that. she's like too bubbly or something yeah but yeah she's like well, like angeline jolie is like the opposite of bubbly very purposefully yeah like she's and like, it translates well to being like uber sexy and weird and also like a humanitarian and those are the only two <laughs> those are her only two paths yeah she can't go be a comedian and she can't be in a rom-com oh my god could you imagine if she tried to do stand-up but like <laughs> not changing her voice at all <laughs> she's like What's the deal <laughs> with <laughs> Afghanistanis hmm. who, I don't yeah. know, I don't I even know that much about out today with Pax and, uh, do you ever notice how your <laughs> 12-year-olds always want to buy the most expensive leather jacket that there is. I don't know. I don't and know what know, they do. Next I don't even year, know next year they're going to be people. another size bigger. Yeah, right. You're just going to grow out of that, Pax. Yeah, I don't know. It's getting um, weird. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I don't really follow the gossip too much anymore. You know, I used to be really on top of it. Um, I relied on you for it because you know I'm so out of it. 
but I haven't heard a lot about who was her daughter that everybody would get so mad at for dressing Shiloh? like a boy. Yeah. I feel like people laid off Shiloh. Well, that's good. Yeah. Good for you, America. Yeah. Like, let's stop worrying about people's kids. Yeah. No, no. Get over Let's Shiloh be. Let Shiloh be. That would be really interesting, though, if she... Uh, now now I'm laying it to Shiloh. Now I'm like, let's talk about Shiloh. Yeah, let, let's lay off Shiloh, but let's talk about her. I just feel like that's <laughs> another great position for Angelina to take up to her and be like the parent of transgender kids. You'd like to be the leader of that pack. I feel like she really wishes she had a transgender kid. You think so? Probably. You think she made Shiloh do that? No, I don't think she made her, but <laughs> I think she was to... probably like, this would be great, actually, because yeah. everyone has a gay kid now, great but it would be great if I had a transgender kid, because yeah. that's the most cutting-edge thing. That's probably why she decided to have six, just to make sure she got... Right. The Sultan. chances are higher. Mm-hmm. Well, she'd be a good spokesperson. Yeah. She's probably a good mom. Oh, I'm sure she is. <laughs> Um, who are other people who speak, um, and if they didn't speak that way, it would be so different? I mean, obvious ones are like Dolly Parton or something. That oh, it's that like, would be of course weird. you could never. No, that would be too weird. But like, even like Lily Tomlin, I think, who like just yeah. has such a great, like, I don't know. She has such a great voice, like, and it totally fits her and her yeah. look and her personality and whatever. I just saw Nine to Five again the other day. I think I talked I know, about you're that like really pulling out. I was like, everybody Linda's bringing up is <laughs> Nine to Five. Well, even yeah. like okay, back to Donald Trump. His like brash, like New York speak is like. I don't know. I feel like people like that. I feel like if he talked like he was from Ohio, yeah. it wouldn't have the same effect. It wouldn't be so... He would sound like an idiot or something. Yeah. It wouldn't like, be... Yeah. Like, people are, like, drawn in by that, like, assholery because he says it, like... Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. People pick on Ryan Gosling a lot because he has, like, a fake Brooklyn accent, but he's from Canada. <laughs> he does? I don't know. People say he does. And in a lot of, I mean, I don't know if he does in his speaking voice. I can't like pull up in my brain like an interview he's done, but I guess a lot of his roles, Mm -hmm. he'll speak with this faux, tough guy, Brooklyn accent. Funny. Whether it's appropriate to the character or not. Yeah. And it's like, maybe he's like uncomfortable acting. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Uh, Mindy Kaling would be another one that I think like she would not oh be able God. to like be the character that she no, has been. Yeah, and- she plays like such a good, dumb, smart person. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Um, and and when she was on The Office too, her voice was like perfect for. And in the earlier seasons, like you don't hear it as much. Like I don't know if she like played it up or if if she, you know, just purposefully sort of like made her voice a little bit more subdued but um yeah then suddenly she was like this girly girl hmm good for her good for you mindy um i'm trying to think if i can think of anybody else with accent i mean i'm sure there's hundreds of people um but I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. Oh, you know what's weird? When you realize people aren't American. Yeah. But they all, they, they're all they're exclusively, or not, I'm sure they're not exclusively in American things, but I only see them in American things. Like somebody that I used to always forget was American was Mel Gibson. 
like oh, yeah, until he yeah. was like always hear, hearing like video recordings of him like talking to police and being like, <laughs> yeah. disgusting in his Australian accent. And then I was like, oh, you're Australian? Oh, yeah. Um, That's the main point here. <laughs> but before I would, before I was like exposed to that much raw Mel Gibson, I would be like, wait. Yeah, he seems so American. Well, he was in, what's the cop movies that he's in? Lethal um, Weapon? Is that, that, is that what yeah. that is? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like just a, such an American thing. Yeah. So that would be like if somebody he... was like, Tom Cruise is an American. Oh, and he was in like The Patriot. Yeah. Which is like about the Revolutionary War. I feel like Australians always oh, sneak and, under the radar. Um, well, I feel like you could always kind of hear what's his name's accent. Mm. Who died? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. That's a good you one. You could kind of hear it a lot. Of, well, maybe not a lot, but maybe earlier in his earlier films, I feel like yeah. you definitely can hear. I forgot that he was Australian. Yeah. I just watched 10 Things I Hate About You the other day. I basically live in the 90s and 80s. Sounds like it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, Angelina Jolie's a humanitarian? <laughs> She's not making out with her brother? What happened to Billy Bob Thornton? So, Linda, you sent me something recently that, um, I don't know. Controversial. I'm, it's controversial. Tell, tell, tell the listeners what's happening in the world today. So I saw an article about a new, well, I think it's new, new to me at least, program called Thank View, which is a service through which you can send people video thank you notes okay it's a paid service so i think there's like templates that you can choose from apparently you don't have to be you don't have to like edit your video it's very simple is this aimed only at brides and grooms or is it yeah what i saw was listen writing thank you it's an article and it's like writing thank you notes are really time consuming and you know you can just upload all the excel sheets that you keep from your wedding Mm -hmm. and upload them into this lazy yeah upload (laughs) them into this thing and do personalized videos as thank you notes and Mm -hmm. send them to your guests and they open them and it looks like an an email yeah it looks like an envelope and then you like click it Mm -hmm. and it opens and it's like a customized message from you and they say it's very personal and it's a paid service and i'm sure it's very good but it brought up i mean i think this like moving things forward in communication versus yeah personal etiquette which is very controversial i remember a few years ago i don't know how i feel about this like i have so many contradicting thoughts right now because Uh i sorry pause for a sip of wine i that was well timed in the middle of your sentence i know (laughs) (laughs) well it's very stressful so i agree that you need to take a sip of wine because on one hand it's like no absolutely not um right you need to personally thank everybody but it's like you are personally thanking everybody and i like that i would much rather get this video than get a template printed out and mailed to me which has happened to me before what not for a wedding okay but for another major life event where i've went and i've given the person celebrating a gift and in the mail i've received like pre-printed thank you so much for coming and thank you for my gift signed person but like not even signed person just in everybody you just mail 50 of those you don't have to think about it you just send them to everybody who came interesting and that 
I would much rather somebody send me. I, it has to be personal is basically what I'm saying here. Yeah. Um, I don't want a blanket. Thank you. I want you to actually acknowledge what I did or gave or whatever. Um, or don't even. Or it's don't. Like if, you, if you're not going to do a thank you, I think I th- my feeling is there's like not a lot of middle ground with thank yeah. you notes because someone went out and did something really nice for you. Yeah. And so either the in-person thank you when they gave it to you of mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they opened it and they said, oh, thank you so much. This is so perfect. I love this so much. Is good enough. Or yeah. you write a note and it can be two sentences, but it's yeah. personal and you've done it. And like, I get it. Like the wedding one is tough because you're talking about like, you know, potentially a hundred notes or something yeah, or more but just or whatever. Like, I don't know. Suck it up. Those people gave you so they much gave money. gave you a lot. Yeah. Um, and they did a lot for you. Or in my case, they um, sweated a lot for you because my wedding day yeah. was 95 degrees outside. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I gave. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Morgan. <laughs> I gave buckets of my personal fluids. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and I appreciated every drop. Spread across <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> Linda. Other people gave buckets um, in the form of vomit on the streets of Philadelphia. Oh, yes. Our, <laughs> our dear friend. So it happens when you make people take a bus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> After they've been drinking, I was being so uh, unfeeling about that. Oh, anyway, I feel basically I want you to write me a thank you note. If you can't do that, then yes, send me a personalized. I don't, I don't even need a video. That seems really, that all, that in itself seems like weirdly narcissistic. Like I have to sit and watch a video of you. Like I just went <laughs> to your true. wedding. I just, I just spent five hours being obsessed with you. Like <laughs> now I have to sit down and watch a video. You know, when you, when somebody sends you a video and most of the time I'm like, Oh, a video, even if it's going to be really funny because it's like, Oh my God, this opens a new window. Yeah. And then when the video opens, if it's, I'm like 15 seconds, fine. Anything else? I'm like, Oh, I have to watch a whole video. And usually I like it because people don't send me shit, but just the whole idea of videos. is It's almost like the hurdle. Like I'll wait a really long time to open up a video. Same. Because it just seems like if you send me a video, like in a text or in an email and I, write you back two weeks later is because I just watched it. (laughs) (laughs) I just decided that I had the time to click play. Even even if it was two minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, So something that we do now that we have a kid is there's a lot of thank you notes. The... it's hard to have a baby because <laughs> just for the soul, this is the only reason it's hard. The only reason. Because of all the thank you notes and they can't write for a long time. Yeah. So you have to write them all because otherwise fair. you look like dicks. Yeah. So with a lot of thank you note writing, uh, something that we do now, not necessarily all the time, but when we get little presents or like in between holiday stuff, We'll take pictures of her and text. It's for people that live out of town. Yeah. That love her and send her little stuff. I bet you they they like that better. I think that they do. I think that they would like to have both. But if they had to pick. Yeah. They would choose the picture of her like playing with the toy they got her or wearing the outfit they got her. Um, So I feel like that's a happy meeting. But like, I don't want a picture of like you and your husband using like the mixer I bought you. (laughs) What? I can't believe that. I mean, actually, I guess I kind of would think that was really funny. Yeah. But I still want a written expression of how much I mean to you. I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) 
know what else makes motherhood seem hard? Parenthood. Um, Elf on the Shelf. Oh, I know. I know. We haven't had to get one yet. And I've found out about them this year. And somebody said, like, another mom said to her, oh, you don't have one? And then explain what it was. And I was like, not cool. This seemed like a bunch of, like, overachieving parents got together (sighs) and they said how can we like make this harder how can we how can we separate the like the overachievers from (laughs) from the non-overachievers just the plain old you know what we're gonna make an already difficult holiday season yeah more involved and we are not just going to do this one day or eight days or whatever. No, it has twenty five or twenty. No, I think you're supposed to put your elf out the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that seems crazy, and it's not denominational, right? Um, or is it like Christmas specific? I mean, yeah, elves are pretty Christmas specific. That's there true. is such a thing as mention on a bench. I've also, heard of ten million people that are now that listen to this. Also, podcast. you lucked Shop out Jewish people because Hanukkah comes earlier, so you can don't have to do that mench all the way. Usually, Hanukkah is earlier in December. So I didn't know what this was, but another parent told her, which I'm like, not cool. Like, what where's like bro code, mom code? Like, don't. <laughs> tell her that so then she comes to me and she's like oh so-and-so has this thing and her mom told me it does this and can and i so payback yeah i said only bad kids need that oh that's so good (laughs) yeah screw that man so she's still next christmas she'll be five she's gonna keep getting older and everybody's gonna have one so i i don't feel comfortable saying i'll never do it because that feels like making a promise i can't keep but I'm trying not to ever do it. It just seems so difficult. Crazy, bonkers, bananas, bullshit. Like every day? God. Yeah. Like, who cares? Who has that many places in a bedroom? Oh, it's the whole house. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That's... No. I. Any kids out there? I know a lot of kids listen to Drink, Drink, Drunk. <laughs> Santa's not real and neither is Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> Stop making your parents do this. It's insane. Seriously, though, when we were talking about this, I was like, maybe after she knows the truth, I'll just like let her do it for herself for fun. <laughs> I just gave a very dubious look. That's That seems uh, silly. Kids like to do stuff like that. You know what? As soon as she demands it, I would just be like, not real. <laughs> Hashtag not real. <laughs> Holy crap. People do the creepiest shit with their elves. And I heard a story that I will never forget. Okay. And the kid in question was, I want to say the kid in question was maybe three, maybe four tops. So like a little kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And the parent thought that this child was not being good and was like going through a rough spell of acting out or whatever. Being three. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. And they took the out. So the premise, if if somebody doesn't know what Elf on the Shelf is, God bless you. I'm about to ruin your life. <laughs> it's this elf, this toy elf that sits in your house from like Thanksgiving till Christmas. And every morning the elf is in a different spot because it moves by elf magic. But really, it's the parents relocating it around the house. I like that you explain that really it's the parents and not <laughs> elf magic. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it is i never had one um 
But the thing that parents do is they go to these elaborate lengths and do these crazy, like basically pranks on their kids and they make the elf do crazy stuff. And it's sometimes borderlines on gross. There are like articles that are like best ways to do elf on the shelf, yeah. like best hiding yeah. places. Instead of just like moving it from like the kitchen to the kitchen table, like you took it off the counter to the table, they make it, they put it in a pile of cotton balls and set up a fake snowballs fight. And it's like your every night after kids go to the bed, to bed you and your husband or wife are or whatever you're married to are spending (laughs) like an hour of your time doing this when i feel like maybe you could be getting to know each other better or watching tv yeah or boning anyway (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i don't even want to okay um (laughs) this parent who thought that their kid was being bad took the elf and strung them up and hung them in the bathroom around their neck and hanging from the ceiling. I don't know if I want to hear the end of this. And wrote on the mirror, um, wrote on the mirror, it was said like the kid's name. So it was said like Linda, uh-huh. be good in lipstick. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing. <laughs> That is like the beginning of a horror movie. And when so the, I heard this, I was priv- I was privileged enough to hear this story in person, and I don't know this person very well who was telling it. And they told the story, and when they got to that, like Linda, be good. Like I was aghast, and I must have looked sh- terrified and shocked. And I think the, I peed a little. And the parent goes, "It wasn't a good lipstick." Oh. <laughs> Wait a second. Did you call child services about this? <laughs> oh my God. I have chills. <laughs> that is the sickest thing I have ever heard. But they didn't waste a good lipstick. Well, thank God. But, <laughs> oh, I don't even have a response to that. Mm-hmm. Hashtag no response. Hashtag not real. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Are we going to end our podcast like that? (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Santa's not real. The elf is brought to suicide when he sees your behavior. Oh, my God. And nobody's even bothering to use quality lipstick on your threats. (laughs) Yeah, laziness, actually. Or like you're cheap or something. Yeah. They're like, I don't even love you enough to use my Chanel. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Rate it and leave a review. It's really important. Five-star review. Five-star review. Even if if all you want to write in the review is, be good. (laughs) We don't care. Just give it five stars. Don't use your good keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Don't put on your good lipstick. Write a good review. (laughs) Yeah. Don't review us unless you're wearing Mac or better. Yeah, Mac or up. Is Mac still good? I don't know. Is Mac good? Mac's fine. Why is Brian chiming in right now? I know. Follow us on Instagram. Follow (laughs) us on Instagram at Drunk Word Nerds. Post your best elf on the shelf pics. Tag Drink Drank Drunk Podcast. Hashtag Drink Drank Drunk Podcast at Drunk Word Nerds. Send emails to at drunk word nerd. Oh no, gmail.com. No. No. Fuck. That's okay. 
How does time, the, times are tough. We've does, had a lot of wine. How does the internet work? First. You know what? Write it out. <laughs> Write a thank you note. <laughs> <laughs> and send it to us. And then I take would a, like some handwritten thank you notes. And then take a picture and send it to drunkwordnerds at gmail.com. Yes. No I'm, dick pics. No dick pics. But I will, uh, we will, if you have a question and you send it to drunkwordnerds at gmail.com, we will answer it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm. If we know the answer. Or if it's not stupid. Well, obviously. I don't think we have any stupid listeners. Bye. Bye. This has been a riveting production.